QC Fantasy is back. It is week five. We are previewing. We saw the Thursday night game. Some of us wish we hadn't, but mm. we're here anyways to talk about it. I'm Graham Rogers, my co-host today. Taylor Story, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I would be doing better if I had not watched that game last night, but here we are. Do not stay up to watch the Thursday night games this year until we get to a decent matchup. No, um, yeah. it, got to, it got to a point that we were all talking about in the group chat where I, I just had to watch it because surely it couldn't get worse, and it always did. So it was kind of fun to watch. All right, well, talking about it just real quick. Big story, at least for me in particular. Naheem Hines goes out with a concussion, very first drive. There were a lot of us, myself included, had Naheem Hines in our lineup. Mm. He got the first rush, he got the first pass attempt, caught it, was starting to look good, and injury hit. And now we're, yeah, yeah, now we have 1.8 points and a full point PPR sitting at the running back two position. So, uh, not a not a hot start to the week for me. I didn't put him in my flex, right? Like, you just you don't start Thursday night players in the flex. So I was like, you know you what? He's going RB two, and that was just yeah, didn't. It was a good process. I mean, Deion Jackson, pretty good game. Like it, there were points to be had, but just not for Naheem Hines. Clearly, no. Yeah, it's he was obviously going to be held out as well after what they did with Tua and the change to the rules, even. So he was coming out, but. Luckily, they've got a few extra days for next week, so hopefully he gets better and potentially makes a return against the Jaguars, but we'll uh, we'll see. I think by that time, Taylor should be back anyway, so I'm not sure how much that will matter. Agreed, agreed. And then the only other thing I have to say about this game, I'm, I'm going to start doubling down on this because I started saying it, and I, I'm going to stick to it, that Russell Wilson is the problem. Chris and I talked about it on the recap show, like, Seattle's throwing the ball more with Geno Smith now, and... He's completing 75% of his passes in the same offense Russ was in. So I'm, I'm actually going to start saying it louder, and I'm, I'm going to double down. Yeah, it's, it does not look good. Uh, I think I didn't like the contract they gave him to begin with. Now it's easier to say that it looks absolutely awful. Uh, sad to have Russell Wilson as my QB2 in my most expensive Superflex league. So that is so much fun. I love going to bed with that every night um uh, i don't actually it's terrible but yeah i mean can you even start russ in a in a super flex anymore at this point i don't think so surely there's another option out there that's going to get you more than what did you get like five points yeah i mean like what do you at this point like am i starting russell wilson or davis mills in a game i mean they're probably going to do the same thing so same, pick right? your matchup i Man, that's wild. That's how that's how far we've come. But right. yeah, I just again, no more talk about Colts Broncos. I'm done with it. We'll no, move on to God. next week. So let's talk week five weekend games. So Giants versus Packers. This is a London game. People, please just pay attention to who's going to be out, who's questionable, and if you need to wake up a little bit earlier on Sunday to get your lineup set, please do it. Um, yeah. But. We know literally everyone is out in New York. Uh, looks like Kenny Galladay now as well. So just start Saquon. I mean, and that's probably it. That, that's all we have to say at this point about the Giants. Would you agree? Yeah, Jones is even a little injured, so I'm not really trusting him even if I'm looking to make some sort of weird spot flex in a super flex. Um, don't want to start him either. It's just Barkley on the Giants' side. And even then, it's a little worrisome going against the Packers' defense, but... It's Barkley, so I'm sure you can get something done. 
yeah, I mean, I think with a guy with that kind of talent, if he's probably and should be getting 25 to 30 touches like he did last game, he's he's right. going to have points. Um, yeah, he'll do something then, reasonable. Yeah, and then on the Packers side, like you're obviously playing your Aaron Jones, your A.J. Dillon, especially since they're most likely going to be playing with a lead for the most of the game. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, the Packers are starting to get healthy, right? Like we've got Alan Lazard back actually playing and being consistent. Um, Jair Alexander back healthy. Uh, back Bakhtiari back on the offensive line, which, again, will just help those running backs more as they shift these guys into their true positions on the offensive line. Um, but, I mean, what do you think about starting – Packers wide receivers in this game because I, I would assume it's going to be pretty low scoring. This is a AJ Dillon Aaron Jones game, but what do you think about Lazard uh, and you know Romeo Romeo Dubs who looks like he is kind of wide receiver one and or two at this point on this offense? Yeah, I think it's still pretty safe to say that. I mean, Rogers still likes throwing and especially loves throwing in the red zone. Um, it's safe to say that one of these receivers is going to get a touchdown. I I wouldn't be surprised if Rogers keeps. You know, feeding a guy like Dobbs, especially with Lazard coming off of that injury, I don't know how much they really want to just hammer him right back in in a game like this that they probably should win pretty handedly. So uh, Romeo's probably another safe bet. I mean, he's got two, uh, eight targets in two straight games and two t- and a touchdown in each of the last two games. So it it wouldn't be a stretch to say that he's going to see something like that again this week. So with all these receiver injuries that we'll get into, and we've already talked about a few with the Giants, I don't even know why you'd be starting them anyway, but there are still more throughout the week. So I could see him sneaking into plenty of people's flex spots in lineups this week. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it. Plot twist. The one passing touchdown in this game this weekend is going to go to Robert Tunyon. So Absolutely. That's my, there's my, there's my take Absolutely. for anybody looking at Lazard yep. or Dubs as their wide receiver or flex. Yeah. Um, so let's look at Steelers bills. So we're going to see Kenny Pickett as the starter first rookie quarterback uh, to start a game this year. You know, a lot of the talk has been around George Pickens and his target share once Pickett came into the game, you know, both being rookies, younger guys. Uh, Deontay Johnson questionable with a hip injury. Um, <clears throat> a lot of questions about Chase Claypool then. Like, is he going to be the odd man out? And the answer is probably yes, um, because, you know, they have a reliable tight end as well. So even if Pickett starts looking for a big body or a you know, somebody to dump the ball off too short, you've got Fryer Muth and then Najee out of the backfield. So it's starting to look like, unlike with Mitch Trubisky, that Claypool may be the odd man out in the receiving game with a rookie at quarterback, especially. Yeah, Claypool's odd man out for sure for me. Uh, the the Pickens connection looked good when he came in, like you mentioned. So I, I don't know if I'm necessarily tr- trying to get him into my lineup, right? Like, I don't know if I'm trying to make room for him this week to get Pickens into my lineup. I still feel like I want to see one more, especially against a good overall team like the Bills and a bad team like the Steelers. This could easily just be one of those games that they blow them out and there's the offense just gets nothing going. Um, but, I mean, I'm starting Muth. Um, I'm starting, you know, the Bills' weapons, obviously, on the other side of the ball. But Really, I mean, is is Muth and probably Najee Harris, just based on where you drafted him at this point, the two most comfortable starts on the Steelers' side? Uh, I feel like with Najee, he just hasn't found the end zone. He's looked, I mean, basically like he did last year, nothing too impressive, but he just hasn't really found the end zone, and he's obviously not getting a ton of targets. But uh, I, I feel like it's going to come around eventually for Najee. 
Yeah, and you know, on the off chance that Kenny Pickett just makes this offense a little bit better and they get a little bit more juice, I'm not saying it's going to be better for the wide receivers because historically we've seen rookie quarterbacks not help their wide receivers. Um, right. Maybe we'll get a special connection with Pickens and the two rookies. It's yet to be seen. But if the offense is just a little bit better, then like you said, Najee could get more red zone touches and the potential to do what he did last year of just scoring touchdowns and maybe getting some of those dump offs if they want to make life easy on the rookie quarterback early on. Um, yeah, through, and then through through four games, Najee Harris has 10, 10 catches for forty eight yards. That was pretty much every game last year. It felt like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's no, it has right. not been that same year as last year. So hopefully that can pick up for him. Yeah, and then on the other side, you kind of mentioned it. Like we're we're missing Jamison Crowder. Dawson Knox ruled out today. There's the potential that Isaiah McKenzie also misses. Um, mm-hmm. Chris and I talked on the recap show that if McKenzie and Crowder are out, um, I'd probably be targeting Dawson Knox as a plug and play guy because I don't think they're going to trust Khalil Shakir uh, in the slot as the rookie who has only had two targets all year. But with Knox out, I mean, I think you just lean into Diggs, you lean into Gabe Davis, and even Devin Singletary, who's been getting a lot of targets out of the backfield, um, as unexpected as that is. Now, saying that, it probably means that James Cook and Zach Moss are going to get like five targets each this game. But you just you start the players on the Bills offense that are healthy mm-hmm. and playing. Yeah. Yeah, just start them all. Probably going to have a great game. I don't see the Steelers' defense necessarily shutting anything down. Maybe Minka Fitzpatrick causes some trouble, but... At the same time, there's Josh Allen running, throwing to other receivers. Doesn't I don't think that's really going to matter with one one big player out there. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there. So next game up, we go from, you know, Josh Allen over to Justin Herbert. So we've got the Chargers at the Browns this week. Uh, Keenan Allen and Gerald Everett, both questionable. Seems like Keenan Allen is headed in the right direction. Uh, Gerald Everett was actually downgraded to questionable yesterday. So keep an eye on those. I think if... Keenan Allen does play. We're not going to see what we have been from Gerald Everett. I mean, we know Keenan Allen is going to kind of just suck targets away from everybody else in the offense, whether it's Everett, Eckler, Mike Williams. I mean, he's he's that good, and he gets open, and Herbert trusts him. But regardless of that, if you have chargers, and it's even a question of who you're playing against anybody on any other team, I think you start the chargers just because this offense is good. And you know, I think the Browns can keep it close enough that the jar- the Chargers aren't going to be able to take their foot off the gas, and they're going to have to keep playing and keep scoring, which is only going to help fantasy statistics and players. Yeah, uh, Everett's got a hamstring injury, so it's those are always tough. And Allen is returning from a hamstring injury, and he was still sidelined yesterday. But wait and see what the Friday injury report says. Uh, if he gets to practicing, then I would assume that he's trending towards playing and I probably would start him, especially with Everett possibly not there. Um, and this should be a somewhat competitive high scoring game, I would imagine. So the, there's going to be a lot of throwing. There's going to be a lot of scoring. Uh, the running backs are going to both do well in this game. I think on both sides of the ball, um, Eckler seemed to pick up steam last week, which is always good to see. He's been a little slow out of the gate, so hopefully he keeps that performance going, but really, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Chargers offense with Herbert. You know, you're wanting to start all these guys. Mike Evans, Mike Williams is obviously not a start. Uh, he's definitely going to get his looks. And I think it should just be an overall, overall good game, especially on the Chargers side of the ball. 
Yeah, and then flipping over to the Browns, you're you're obviously going to start Nick Chubb. Um, you know, it's interesting. We've seen Donovan Peoples-Jones have two big games. Amari Cooper has had two big games. So kind of flip-flopping there, you know, guys that you can you can probably flex and take the risk. Uh, Kareem Hunt is probably a little bit more reliable just because he does have a carved-out role, um, obviously when healthy. So Chubb is a no-brainer. Um, flex the other guys and – Again, I guess the one thing that could help with the wide receivers is most likely they are going to be playing from behind. And if that's the case, you know, Brissett is going to have to be throwing the ball. And he's looked pretty efficient um, when looking for Cooper and even Donovan Peoples-Jones in a couple of games. Yeah, Cooper coming off of a one for nine week last week against Atlanta. So you never like to see that. I don't I think that's just going to how it go this year. So I don't think I'd look at it any different. Like, oh, Cooper's regressing or he's not going to be good with Brissett this year. I just think I'd. I would consider him into your lineup as you normally would. Like, is do I have to play him or can I play someone else? I think Cooper's now in that range, especially with Brissett. So I, I wouldn't really take last week into account too much. Again, this should be a good game for both teams. I know the Chargers have a few good secondary uh, players that are especially young and up-and-comers, so that could certainly give them some problems. But Cooper's uh, no slouch when it comes to getting open and running routes, et cetera. So uh, if you've got to start Cooper, I wouldn't feel bad about it. Yeah, speaking of running routes and getting open, that is something that the Bears wide receivers do not do. So next game up is Chicago Bears at the Vikings. Um, Talking about the Bears, David Montgomery has been limited in practice. Looks like Khalil Herbert probably still going to be the guy, but obviously something to monitor as we move into the weekend. Uh, If Montgomery does play, most likely will be a split. I still think Herbert would get most of the touches. Um, And then obviously that puts Tristan Ebner back into, you know, the the third role, which probably does not mean any uh, touches, maybe a couple. And then at that point, I, you know, I'm not overly interested in what we've seen out of obviously any of the pass catchers just because there is no volume. And when there is volume, Justin Fields is completing about 50% of his passes. Yeah, I mean, you can even look at the start, apart from the running back on the Bears, you can look for their season long stats and it looks like they've played one game. Like they looks like they've played one really good game. Darnell Mooney has eight catches and 121 yards on the season. And that's their leading receiver. Justin Fields has 471 passing yards, two touchdowns on four picks. I mean, those look like single game stats apart from four game season stats so far. So it is just brutal on the bear side of the ball. Uh, I, I wouldn't start anybody, but Herbert, even then it's it, like we said, one of the earlier games, it could just be one of those games where the Vikings just crush them. Um, which I could easily see. Um, yeah, and then on the Viking side of the ball, you're pretty much starting everybody. Uh, Thielen might be a guy that you're looking to flex. I necessarily wouldn't wouldn't try and start him unless there's other better options or worse options. Uh, but I mean Jefferson Cook, even Cousins in a super flex, you're 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 fine with obviously starting all three of those guys and not thinking twice about it, especially against the Bears. Yeah, I think with what we saw a lot of cook last week with you know being concerned about the injury and then getting 20 touches and madison had three rushes it's just yeah yeah play play cooks they're going to be ahead um next game up so lions coming off scoring 45 points last week and losing Hmm. to the seahawks they are at the patriots uh looks like amon ross st brown deandre swift and uh josh reynolds are all going to miss this game so we are right back where we were last week um probably playing a better defense in the patriots than they were um playing seattle but uh i think you have to start hawkinson with what we saw last week now i'm not expecting him to have 30 40 points against the patriots defense no um and then you know 
golf has been kind of a go-to for me in DFS where I can pay down at quarterback and it has paid off with, you know, obviously the big game last week with Hawkinson Reynolds played well. Uh, Obviously we had the Amon Ra St. Brown week. Um, So, but this week probably not going to be one of those weeks given the team they're going up against, not only their defense, but then looking at the offense and what's going on there with injuries. I just don't see that much scoring happening in this game. Yeah, Hawkinson that I'm starting and just kind of tempering expectations just because the Patriots, I mean, and Bill Belichick still like to take away that first option or at least try to. And now it's clearly Hawkinson, so it could be a rough game for him. Uh, Jamal Williams might be not so much of an auto start as he was when DeAndre Swift was out prior, uh, just because it is, like you said, a harder team. Um, I still think he's got a good chance at finding the end zone at some, at some point. I mean, Jared Goff is still going to move the ball, I feel like. So these this Lions team is, is going to have some good chances to score, probably be in the red zone. Uh, I mean, this Patriots team is not the best, but they are, they'll always still be that gritty team with Belichick leading them. So it can be hard, but uh, I'm not too concerned for Williams and Hawkinson, um, but I am probably going to start them and not think that they're going to be these absolute 230-point studs again this week. But they'll be they'll probably be in my lineup if I've got them. Yeah, and then we saw Brian Hoyer um, go to IR today. So, just what are the what are the chances Bailey Zappi has a Mike White type week coming up here against oh, the gosh. worst defense in the NFL? We saw what Geno Smith did, and I'm I'm not saying Bailey Zappi is amazing, but he did put up video game numbers at Western Kentucky and. It's a terrible defense. I, again, I'm not like gonna bank on Bailey Zappi for my team or for DFS, but like, if you see a DFS team with my name tied to it and Bailey Zappi is a quarterback, like, oh gosh, I'll be overly surprised just for a shot in the dark because no one else is going to do that. Yeah, I, I think if you're in a deeper league and you, or if you're starting three wide receivers, let's say in a flex spot or two, you can look at a guy like Aguilar. Uh, he could be someone that's that could be a spot, a pickup and, and start, especially if you've got injuries or it's just thin in general on those deeper leagues. Other than that, if you're in like a 10 or 12 team league with pretty standard lineups, I don't know if, I, I just think there's better options elsewhere than, than hoping that uh, the Patriots players have a huge game against this Lions defense, which it could easily happen because their defense is awful. Um, so I, I just think it's only if in a deeper league, I'm, I'm probably going and trying to find those guys and, and putting them in my lineup. But if you start them and you get burned, you're going to say, of course I got burned. It's Bailey Zappi. Like, what was I doing? Like, you're just going to kick yourself if that happens. But unless you you are in that deeper league and you've got to take those shots, like this isn't, it's not, you could find worse options. So you can find better, you can find worse. All right, I'm going to stay on this, even though no one wants to hear about the Lions or the Patriots. We've seen what Russell Wilson did Thursday night. So gross. I'm, I'm, but I'm going to include it. You're in a 14-team super flex. Oh, Bailey Zappi or Davis Mills this week? Oh gosh, I'm serious. Uh, no, no, I know. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, man, I think I'm going Bailey Zappi because the Texans play the Jaguars and the Jaguars have looked good. I feel like that they could potentially smother them. Uh, I'm going Zappi. You know why not? Why not? Let me get Zappi and throw him in there. Because uh, if you're, yeah, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Yeah, Zappy or Kenny Pickett this week against the Bills. Kenny, uh, uh, yeah, Kenny, yeah. Kenny Pickett because I think he can run better, and we saw a little bit last week. I think he'll still he'll still do that. All right, Russell Wilson with his five points, or are you going to anybody it? else? Anybody else? Bailey Zappy, there it is. We love it. Anybody love else? It. 
Cool. I, I had to stay there longer than anybody <laughs> wanted to listen to listen to us yeah, talk about Bailey Zappi yeah, in this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's a it, it's fun to think about because these are real decisions that somebody may actually have to make this week. Um, yeah. So. The other side of that game last week, they put up 93 points. Uh, the Seahawks are going to the Saints to play. Um, I think with what we've seen, especially out of efficiency, I think you've got to play both DK Metcalf and Lockett. I mean, that was honestly a question yeah, coming to. into the year. Um, and then looking at the backfield, you know, Rashad Penny with the big game last week. Um, I'm not even going to try to predict which one of these tight ends is going to score a touchdown with Parkinson, with Fant, with Disley. Um, but yeah. if you have one of them and you have to bank on that, good luck to you. Um, but what do you think about the backfield? And then we'll flip over to the Saints side. Uh, the backfield, I mean. Because we've seen big points. I, we've seen games yeah, it's, out of it. I feel like you could get away with starting Penny. I I don't know if I'd put him in a one or two spot. If I'm, I mean, unless I have to, but if I'm, if I'm deciding between people, I probably will 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 look elsewhere first. And if I've got to play Penny against the Saints, I will. But I I don't think I'd be too excited about it. It's like that. This might be a situation where if I'm starting Penny, I might make sure I've got other guys on my team that have a chance to to blow up. That way, I don't just get crushed by a lot of six point games across the board type of thing like if you're starting penny you might have to take some shots elsewhere is what i'm saying because i could easily see penny just getting stifled this game by the saints defense uh and geno smith having to throw the ball again yeah i'd I'd agree with that and then on the you know on the other side you're you're starting chris olave uh looks like alvin kamara is going to play i kind of anticipated that after latavius murray went back to the practice squad and they got signed out to denver um, and then it looks like Michael Thomas may also miss this week. So I think Olave is the no-brainer. Um, Kamara off of talent is a yes, but you know we've also seen inconsistency, but I think part of that is due to injury as well. Um, will be interesting to see how Kamara and maybe Andy Dalton are going to play together if that's who's in at quarterback this week. Yeah, I mean, you've got to start Kamara. Um, have to start Olave, I feel like, at this point in the season. He's... He's trying to develop into a player that I thought he'd be, so he's looked good this year. Uh, I'd like to see a couple more touchdowns out of him. Maybe he gets one this week against the Seahawks, but he's got one on the season. Uh, I'd like to see some more, and then he can really start to get into that uh, borderline auto start every week in your lineups type of thing. So Alave's looked good. Uh, Kamara, you've got to play. Really trying to stay away from the whoever's playing quarterback for the Saints, and that's that's pretty much everybody I'm looking to start. Yeah, agreed on that one. So next game up, <clears throat> Dolphins at Jets. Uh, I had my big rant with Chris in our last show about the Tua Tungavailoa injury and what in the world yeah. the Dolphins are doing. But, um, you know, you're still starting Hill and Waddle. They're both currently wide receiver ones. You have to. It will be interesting to see how this game with Teddy Bridgewater in full time looks for both of those guys. But either way, yeah, they should both be getting 30% target shares because who else is the ball going to go to? Um, maybe some spot stuff to Cedric Wilson. We've seen Trent Sherfield actually, I think has had more targets this year as the third wide receiver. And then obviously everybody knows I'm monitoring Chase Edmonds. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a change in his volume with Teddy in, if they're going to feel like they need to rely on the run more with Teddy, as opposed to with Tua, or if Teddy doesn't feel as comfortable throwing the deep ball as Tua does and isn't as good as it as him to be Frank. And so maybe he is looking to dump the ball off to Edmonds more often, but even with that said, 
him and Raheem Mostert had the same number of targets last week, so I'm not even guaranteed. I think this is kind of a, a do-or-die week for Chase Edmonds' owners um, on what he's going to be this season. Yeah, Chase Edmonds still still a guy that's starting if I have to, like a lot of these guys we've talked about so far. You can easily sub him out for someone else, but you can easily start him if you need him. Um, as far as the t- those two wide receivers you mentioned, they were they both popped up on the injury report uh, pretty quietly. Uh, they both practiced, but Hill with a quad and Waddle with a groin. So just keep, like I said, just watch that Friday injury report, see what uh, what's said. I'm surely these guys are are going to play, um, but injuries, especially a quad and especially a groin. Uh, midweek are always always things you want to keep your eye out for but i'm starting both of them i i could see this game with with bridgewater being in there as one of these guys is going to be a dud i'm just not sure who it is obviously but i'm still starting both of them uh with confidence i mean because i mean even if i if i had both of them i'd play both of them i mean i'm not going to choose between them um but it could easily be a dud game even against the jets i could see bridgewater just locking onto one guy and and having them go. So just be ready for that. Yeah, I think with Bridgewater, they're going to have to rely on volume. Unlike with Tua, it was like they were getting volume plus efficiency. We may not see the efficiency, and so right. we need we need it to go to both of them and really just the two of them. Um, and then looking at the Jet starters, you know, it's, I don't know, because at wide receiver with Zach Wilson at quarterback, I feel like I'm just taking a chance on any of these guys if I were to start them. One of them, at least, will probably have a good game and get the majority of the targets. But Mm -hmm. is it going to be Corey Davis? Is it going to be Elijah Moore? Is it going to be Garrett Wilson? And then, oh, by the way, Tyler Conklin has been getting five, six, seven targets a game as well. Um, So. I mean, honestly, in this offense, like the one player I'm definitely starting every week now is Brees Hall. He's just kind of taken over this backfield. If you look at some of the usage statistics on snaps, carries, targets, routes run, the whole nine. Yeah, Corey Davis has been the up and down guy. I mean, he had a he had a pretty decent game one, uh, really good week two, bad week three, good week four. So if you're trying to play that game, he's going to have a bad week this week. So maybe play Garrett Wilson if you're uh, if you look into those kinds of things. So. Take your shot, really, on those two guys. Uh, Elijah Moore has been surprisingly a little bit of an afterthought. Uh, people thought that he was going to be – I mean, he was kind of the lead guy come out of camp. That's what we heard. So he just hasn't done anything overly impressive. I mean, he's had over 40 yards each game and over three catches a game, but he hasn't kind of had that game-breaking game or even scored a touchdown yet to make us really put our, our eyes on him. So really I'm looking at Davis or Garrett Wilson as these other two guys um, just a, a little more – talented i guess i want to say i mean garrett wilson had that eight for 102 game in week two and has been kind of quiet since then um those are his only two touchdowns of the season so i could see them maybe getting a little bit back to him uh it's very possible but it could go either way uh, Brees hall is a guy that i'm also probably looking to to put in my lineup in some fashion he's been getting a lot of targets uh especially this game good good secondary for the dolphins it could open things up for check downs or force him to check down to Brees hall who's been good with the football in his hands so he, he's coming into his own for sure and and could see a lot more work so Brees hall i wouldn't be mad about starting either yeah so no concerns in the jets backfield no questions but now getting to the next game falcons at buccaneers uh, lots of questions around Atlanta's backfield. Uh, but first talking about, you know, Cordero Patterson being on IR, uh, Kyle Pitts ruled out today. So, I mean, as far as the Atlanta offense goes, it is a rookie, Tyler Algier in the backfield, a rookie wide receiver, Drake London, who's been good. 
and what Alameda Zacchaeus there as well. Mm. I mean, I just, you know, Chris and I talked about it on our last show. I'm, I'm waiting for the Desmond Ritter news because at no fault of his own, as far as Mariota and all these guys that have injuries, but at the same time, if they fall to two and three and this game ends up as a blowout, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Desmond Ritter has some snaps this week. Um, and, you know, I, I was thinking that London was an automatic start, but man, if he's going to have all the attention from the Buccaneers defense, because I mean, they're not going to be concerned about Tyler Algier, probably not about Alameda Zacchaeus. It, it might be a little bit of a tougher day, even if he is going to get pretty much all the targets he should, but obviously unrealistic. Yeah. I mean, it's the attention's all on Drake London now. So I don't, I don't think I'm looking to start him just out of the chance that he's just going to get blanketed all game. I mean, if they're smart, they would throw doubles at him the most of the game and not even let him touch the football, but I'm not a coach. So who's, who am I to say, but it's just going to be tough. It's going to be tough for Mariota. It's going to be tough for London. Mariota, I'm sure should get some groundwork. I mean, you can even throw Mariota into that, like Bailey Zappa, Davis Mills discussion of who'd you rather start. And I think I'd take Mariota just because of the rush, the better rushing upside. Uh, he could certainly scramble and and you know he's not going to absolutely destroy your week. Like we've seen weeks by some quarterbacks and they'll get end up with like minus two because they'll throw two three picks in like 150 yards. But Mariota's probably at least going to get you somewhere around ten. Uh, if he's your absolute last option, I wouldn't I wouldn't be the end. You know he's not going to ruin my week. Uh, you know I would be I'd hate starting him, but I'd be better than some of these other guys. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good point. That I mean. Maybe Mariota is the person they lean on in some of this RPO work with Algier out of the backfield. I mean, they may trust Mariota trying to make plays, you know, pulling it down and running or looking to get the ball out quickly. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, they're going to have to. If they yeah. want any chance of winning this game, they're saying, Mariota, you better be on your game. Yeah, no, that'll be, that'll be interesting to watch. And then, yeah. hey, oh, go. Don't, don't look now, though. Uh, Falcons are 4-0 against the spread this week. Just want to. Just want to sprinkle that one in there, and it is plus ten for the it's Falcons. 10. So yeah, that that seems hot. Hey, just know, saying, just yeah. saying, plus ten in the NFL is a lot. Yeah. So Buccaneers are zero and two at home as well. Just as a yeah. as an FYI there. Yeah. Um, and then on the other side, speaking of the Buccaneers, so I think you've got to start Tom Brady. Got to start Mike Evans. Um, you know, Fournette. They had six rushes out of the backfield last week. Six total rushing plays last week um but Fournette still got involved in the passing game and is still obviously going to be fantasy viable um and then at that point I mean I, I don't know what else you trust with Julio Jones still not quite right um not sure about Chris Godwin even though he came back and looked pretty good I like Godwin a lot but I'm concerned with he had the knee injury comes back and it's the hamstring and I want to see him string together a couple of games before I go all in on him yeah, Godwin, I think I think this week with all these injuries, we've got questionable, tough matchups, even quarterback injuries that affect wide receivers, things like that. Godwin is probably a guy I'm putting into my lineup, at least at least getting in my flex. I think I'll have room for him, especially with these teams to where you probably drafted him somewhat early. He's now back and playing. I feel like those teams are going to have to start him, uh, really, especially if they're dealing with other injuries as well. So Godwin's probably going to find himself into a lot of lineups this week, and I wouldn't be mad at it. it he, he looked good. The only thing I could think about is maybe they go a little more conservative throwing the ball this week against this Falcons team. Necessarily don't think they'll have to air it out all game. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, we've seen Tom Brady just 
just crush these bad teams and and bury them. So it's it's certainly not out of the picture for him for Brady to throw like three fifty and three touchdowns this week, uh, and all like in the first first half, first three quarters. So I think I'm starting that big four this week personally: Brady, Fournette, Evans, and Godwin, and really nobody else after that. I'm not I'm not messing with Gage. I'm not messing with with Julio. Uh, Julio's borderline drop candidate for me. If I had him, he just hasn't gotten it going and we've seen him healthy too. So it's been, it's been rough out out here for him. Yeah. But I would say if the game does get out of hand, um, Leonard Fournette and Rashad white split carries and targets last week. So just something to keep an eye on. If you're thinking about going all in on Fournette. Um, that was a game they were trying to play catch up in, um, or keep up with the chiefs. And, um, even then they had the rookie in there kind of splitting some of the carries and looks out of the backfield. So, yeah, I, I think I'm all out on like let's say a Leonard Fournette DFS play that that yeah. won't even consider that at all. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with you there. Yeah. Um, on the opposite end of the spectrum, running back you can be all in on is Derrick Henry. So we've got Titans at the mm. Commanders. Um, it's it's been really and again I have pretty much zero exposure to Derrick Henry this year, um, Shame. which is which is sad. But it looked Shame. it looked right the first few games until they finally figured out that like, hey, maybe we should just get the ball in Derrick Henry's hand no matter what it takes, whether it's screen passes, it, just anything. Give the ball to the best player on the field. And they're doing that. So, you know, good job for the coaching staff finally figuring that out um, and getting him it's the just ball. Just warming up. That's all. Um, so it looks like Traylon Burks is doubtful. Uh, so that would mean, you know, bump up Robert Woods a little bit, potentially Kyle Phillips, if he is healthy this week, um, would be the two that I think you would look at. Woods probably a little bit safer play. Um, not overly interested in Ryan Tannehill, just not seeing the type of volume uh, for him to be worth starting. What do you think about the wide receiver spot or I don't know. They've they've run through about four different tight ends that have had decent games this year. So again, another situation. I'm I'm probably not looking there either. Yeah, no. It's another one of these games where you could you could eventually find Woods in your lineup just because of the injuries. Uh, but I'm not I'm not looking to start him. It'll be a little bit better, and there's a little higher chance with Burks out. But I was honestly considering Tannehill over Cousins in our home league this week. But with this Burks news, I think not, just because Cousins has been. Not the best. I mean, he hasn't been a world beater. He's been consistent. So is Tannehill. So I was thinking about just mixing it up and flipping him too, but now I'm certainly not. So Tannehill's probably going to find the bench for me and should for most people. Um, but yeah, Derrick Henry, I mean, all in. I, I mentioned he'd start slow and he did, and now he's really picking it up. I think this is a game where they could certainly just say, Derrick Henry, here's here's 30 of these balls we're going to give to you this week. So go have some fun. And this could be... I mean, we haven't seen a two-touchdown game from Derrick Henry yet, so this could be it five weeks into the season. So that always looms on the horizon, and I think this is as good as game as ever to really just feed Derrick Henry the ball and watch him do what he does type of game. So I don't really want to trust, per se, anybody else on the Titans' uh, offense. Yeah, I would I would definitely go the Cousins route. I mean, and just based off of, like, Cousins can throw the ball to Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Yeah. And Tannehill yeah. this week. Any given game. week. Yeah. Robert Woods and Kyle Phillips, not not interested. No thanks. Um, yeah, ugly. 
on the other side, we've kind of seen Carson Wentz come back to earth after um, a pretty hot two weeks where he looked halfway decent. And obviously they have some weapons on the outside with uh, McLaurin, with Dotson, with Samuel. Uh, Dotson actually ruled out today. So it's just going to be Curtis Samuel and Scary Terry as kind of those big targets, which may help Terry McLaurin. I mean, he's been the worst of those three as far as receptions and yards. Um, and then Taylor, I know with Antonio Gibson, that's he's had good games. Um, I'm starting to get concerned because last week, like even Jonathan Williams got four carries, JD McKissick had five, and I'm just waiting for Brian Robinson to get back in here and they make it like a seven person rotation in the backfield, which I don't agree with because Antonio Gibson is the best running back they have. But like, I guess ride it out while you can until things change at this point with Gibson. Yeah, I mean, even though Derrick Henry should be leading this game and the and the Titans should be controlling this game, I could see the commanders getting up. And that's kind of the reasoning behind wanting to start Gibson this week. Uh, like you mentioned, it could be one of the last few weeks where you're at least somewhat confident in starting him. Um, as far as the rest of the teams go, it should be a McLaurin game. Dot, Dotson seemingly is the guy that Wentz has been looking to for touchdowns and he's caught several of them. So do they go to Samuel? Do they go to McLaurin? I think they go to McLaurin on some deep balls, uh, and this could be a week where he really picks it up. But uh, I'm, I'm starting McLaurin. I'm starting Gibson. Anybody else? Not really. Wentz in a super flex, I'm probably starting just because of the volume that he's probably going to have this week. Uh, probably going to get a couple touchdowns and throw for several yards because I could see them being up. I could see them being down with Derrick Henry just just destroying them and them having to catch up uh, at the end of the game because they've just been salting the game away on the ground, the Titans, that is. So we'll see. It's You never really want to decide on players on the Titans or the Commanders uh, unless their names are Derrick Henry, which is an auto start. So it's these teams are, are always brutal to pick guys from. Yeah, speaking of tough to pick guys from, let's look at Texans at Jaguars. Um, so... I think the one piece that right now at least is locked in from the Texans is Damian Pierce. Like if you've got him, he should probably be in your lineup depending on how your roster looks, at least in a flex yeah. spot. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if some people have him with their RB2 with some of the running back injuries we've seen across the board. Um, Brandon Cooks bounced back a little bit this past week. I just don't know how consistent that's going to be. Um, and honestly, if there's a conversation about Bailey Zappi versus Davis Mills, I'm not sure I want to trust anybody in the passing game. Um, mm -hmm. I think Nico Collins last week got two double-digit fantasy points in full PPR, three receptions, about 82 yards or so, but not something that I see being really consistent. And you know, we saw this Jaguars defense play pretty good against the Eagles. Um, you know, the Eagles still won. They still, still scored 28 points, but the Jaguars defense had a defensive touchdown. Um, so I'm not overly excited about anybody on the Texans this week. Yeah. I mean, the Jaguars get out. What was it? Two scores against the Eagles, right? 14-0, I think. Yeah. Yep. So if they get up 14-0 against the Texans, I mean, they're going to win you know, 30 something to 10, like the Texans aren't the type of team to come back from that. Like the Eagles are, they don't have those playmakers. So this could be a good game for Jaguars players whom I'm starting and a bad, a bad game for the Texans players who I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking to bench them. I don't want to have to start them. I, I want to, I want to get these guys on the bench this week. This just doesn't look like a game that I'm going to want to start cooks or Pierce, but if I have to, I have to. So, um, yeah, flipping over to to the Jaguars, uh, I'm I'm probably starting Lawrence. I'm probably starting Kirk, and I'm probably starting James Robinson at the least this game. Uh, maybe you can find a way if 
there's still some ETN truthers out there to slip him into your lineup. I know you've got him in our home league, so I'm sure uh, you would certainly like him to have a good game. But uh, it's been the Robinson, Lawrence, and, and Kirk show for the start of the season, so I'm going to ride him while you can. Yeah, I've got a ETN plugged in currently. It should have been Chase Edmonds now instead of Naeem mm-hmm. Hines, but I think yeah. it was hindsight. It was it was good process. I mean, he was going to get the touches, and that's yeah. what we wanted. And so now yep. I'm sitting here going like, man, is Edmonds going to have a different role with Bridgewater, or do I play ETN against the Texans? But if they get up big, I mean, we've seen Robinson honestly just be more effective out of the backfield, whether they're leading, especially when they've been leading three of their four games this year. Right. Um, so, again, not something I can trust. Uh, you know, again, it might be another do-or-die week for another one of my running back, uh, you know, hills that I was going to die on is, you know, if ETN can't score this week, against the Texans. And if they don't start giving him more of a role, um, you know, I'm just not sure if it's somebody that you can put into your lineup week in and week out, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, Christian Kirk, um, James Robinson. I think if Zay Jones plays, if he's healthy, he's someone you can plug in. Um, I don't think he will have any issues with this Texans defense either. Yeah. I could see this game going either. They keep riding Robinson and let him run the game out, or they say, let's give some work to ETN and get him involved, even though they might be winning. Uh, and we almost see him more of a patch ca- pass catcher, see what they've got in ETN as well, and not just give all the work to Robinson. So well, I don't think ETN is a bad start, but don't don't play with my heart. Don't play with my heart I, right now. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. So I'm just trying to give you the confidence. Yeah, but it's, it's waning very quickly with Naheem Hines oh, putting up 1.8 yeah. points. Oh, yeah. And my other options being Chase Edmonds and Travis Etienne right now. So um, I'll trade you one. Trade you Gibson. Well, if DeAndre Swift would stay healthy, but that's a whole different story. Uh, two years yeah, in a row, yeah. I'm getting just screwed with DeAndre Swift injuries. So, trade, trade him to me again. Speaking of speaking of broken heart, 49ers at Panthers. Um, the Panthers are bad. I'm going to just cover theirs quickly. Like, start Christian McCaffrey, and that's about it. Um, you yeah. know, I mean – Chris pointed out DJ Moore did have 11 targets last week, but it, when you just can't connect, the targets don't count anyways. Like, it's it's great that he's getting them. And then looking at the fact that they're going to be playing the 49ers defense, who we saw what they just did to the Rams offense, which even though they've been disappointing this year, um, it's it, the Panthers don't compare at all to the Rams offense, and they were absolutely shut down by the 49ers. So CMC is the one play. Um, even with LaVisca Chenault out in Carolina, I'm just I'm not overly interested in DJ Moore or Robbie Anderson. I mean, I understand if you have DJ Moore at the worst, he's your third wide receiver flex this week, and you probably have to do it. Um, but I just I'm not I'm not overly interested in any Panthers outside of CMC right now. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, and it got lost in the shuffle. But I saw a tweet this past week that DJ I mean DJ Moore has had a lot of targets, which we can all agree on. The targets that he has gotten statistically have been the worst targets in the league by, from, a, from a quarterback. So the balls that he is getting thrown to him are uncatchable. They're poor throws. They're in coverage. The windows are not big. And, of course, that's a little bit of separation issue, issue as well. But the targets that DJ Moore is seeing are, are bad targets. So it, it, it's almost like OBJ was right, sad to say, when he was uh, with Baker on the Browns. But... Hopefully he picks it up. I did trade away uh, Garrett Wilson for DJ Moore and Rondell Moore in a dynasty league just to switch it up because that team, same team with with Russell Wilson. So we're just not having a good time over there. But I mean, it was last week and came out of the week and I just said, somebody needs to move. We need to change something up. So uh, DJ Moore is a guy I still like, especially in dynasty. He's young. He gets targets. 
Uh, he can play football and he's done it before. So hopefully for everyone's sake, he picks it up here soon. Yeah, I think I think in Dynasty you've got to hold on because you're you're selling low at this point. And, you know, maybe the hope is the Panthers right. the Panthers don't win any more games this year and they get a quarterback in the draft uh in twenty twenty three. But um yeah, well, that's what we're looking at. On the other side, you know, you, you start Jeff Wilson, he is a bell cow right now. Um probably one of the better, if not the best, uh, waiver wire pickup of the year so far for most people. Um, Debo Samuel, definitely a starter. And then, you know, talk to me about Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Like, where do these guys fall? Um, and with Jimmy G, like, here's another quarterback. Like, do you take, I don't know, Mariota, Jimmy G, Ailey Zappi, Davis Mills? Like, what? how do those guys rank out for you um, as far as, like, this week specifically? you've got to start George Kittle. You have to. There's no way around it. But it might not be a fun time. Uh, Ayuk is another one of those guys where you're probably only going to see him in flex spots. But I think in a game like this against the Panthers, it's probably going to be the Debo and Jeff Wilson show. A lot of running. Uh, I don't know how many touches I'm going to see against see Ayuk get this week. So I he probably find himself... Uh, on the outside looking in on most lineups. I know probably in my lineups, I'd, I'd look to go somewhere, you know, in that range of player who I'm putting in a flex, I'd probably look to go with a player with a lot higher upside this week. Ayuk's uh, ceiling is probably low this week um, playing against these, this Panther team. Sad to say it. I mean, close your ears, Grant, but I, I think the 49ers are probably going to lay it on them pretty good. I don't know. They certainly won't have to play any catch up. Um, and but Jimmy G can still you know he likes he's liked Ayuk in the past we've seen it so it's it's certainly a possibility but I would probably look to go elsewhere on just Ayuk everybody else you probably have to start. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, so speaking of 49ers and their game last week, we've got the Cowboys at the Rams. Um, so talking Cowboys, like I think. You have to start Lamb. I mean, he's shown it over the last two weeks. Um, he's a guy yeah. that's got to be in your lineup. Um, Noah Brown obviously took a step back last week with Michael Gallup entering the lineup. Dalton Schultz coming back from injury. Didn't do anything last week, but you know, as he gets farther removed from this injury, that's probably going to take more and more away from Noah Brown, who has been, I mean, viable as a flex player or even a third wide receiver so far this year when those other guys were out. Um, so I think Lamb's the obvious one. I think the other three are probably going to take targets away from each other and not sure playing the Rams defense. That's something you want to be playing is the second, third option in the Cowboys passing offense with Cooper Rush at quarterback, even though he has been serviceable. And then, man, I think at running back now, like you just kind of have to risk guessing the game plan, right? Like if they're behind Tony Pollard, cool. If they're ahead, Zeke. And I think it would just be Zeke based off of maybe volume more so than actual efficiency or being able to get into the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if if I've got if I have two other options I like and also Zeke, I'm probably benching Zeke uh, every single week at this point until he really starts to show that he can be Zeke again, which I don't know what's going to happen. Um, maybe there's going to be some games where they're playing a much lesser opponent and you probably start Zeke and hopefully he falls into the end zone. But I'm I'm tired of getting burns by Zeke. Surprising enough, he is also on that same exact dynasty team with Russell and the Garrett Wilson trade. So again, reiterating how much of a terrible time I'm having. But... Uh, and we've had to start him every week. That's how bad it's going. But I'm I'm looking at Lamb only on this offense. Um, Dak, when he comes back. Dak, I think Schultz will start to pick it up when Dak comes back. Dak loves Schultz. But really, until then, I'm probably looking elsewhere as well. 
Um, I just don't know how much Cooper Rush can get it done. And it's, you know, and then like you said, Pollard or Zeke, who knows? I'd probably be, if, if I had to choose every single week, I probably would pick Pollard over Zeke just because he's much more explosive and has a better chance to catch passes. And it's sad to say, but it's true. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. There's there's definitely a higher upside with Pollard on, let's say, they get the same number of touches. Um, I, I definitely lean Pollard. And then on the other side, like you're always starting Cooper Cup, obviously. I don't think there's any question there. I, I personally think Tyler Higby is an obvious start unless you have a Kelsey yep. or an Andrews and you happen to be lucky and have both of them. Um, and if so, maybe you're weaker at other spots and Higby's in your flex spot. Like I, I wouldn't even, yeah, I wouldn't even be mad at you then. Um, Not at all. He's just seeing the volume. And the great thing is Higby's getting double-digit points without scoring touchdowns. So you know when know. a game where he can score a touchdown, it, it's – it's going to be big. Um, I think Matt Stafford, we both agree on this, is probably only a flex in super, super flex um, or a starter in super flex. Sorry. I don't think he's yeah. a starter in a single QB league. And then, man, what do we do with Allen Robinson? And then what do we do with the backfield? Like if these two guys are just going to split everything, which they have been since week two, um, I'm just I'm not interested in a split backfield on an offense that's disappointing for what we thought it was going to be, because then you're just relying on somebody getting into the end zone and good luck guessing that week in and week out. And on an offense where Cooper Cup is the favorite target in the red zone and Higby is probably second, they don't really want to hand the ball off down there. Yeah, I agree with everything you said, so I'll skip to the Robinson part. Um, I mean, I I would have dropped him like last week. At this point, if you're still holding on to him, then you're probably just wasting a spot with guys who could be higher upside and better plays. I mean, if you're starting Allen Robinson at this point, then you're just, you're, you're trying to lose games. Um, I, I think he's just, he just doesn't, it, it's as simple to say that he doesn't have it. it. He looked like he didn't have it on the bears and he came here and he still doesn't. So yes, there was that excitement that he's coming to Matt Stafford in this offense. And it just hasn't come together through four games I would personally drop him this week. If he doesn't do it again this week, hopefully everybody follows suit and just realizes that there are going to be better options on the waiver wire. Um, and then as far as running backs go, I mean, you look at the, you go to click on like the game preview on, on a website for the Cowboys and Rams and the leading rusher for the Rams that shows up is Daryl Henderson. So like you said, you really just don't know what's going to happen with this team. Um, it's almost like a Zeke situation. If you've got two better options, I'm probably not starting Akers or Henderson for that matter. I'm probably just trying to go elsewhere. Um, let's say, would you start uh, Gibson or Akers this week? Gibson. What about <laughs> you? Could you could typically say Miles Sanders because he is usually in that tier, but he's been no. playing better. But I'll throw out Miles Miles Sanders or Akers. Oh, Miles Sanders, and it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, I mean it's. You, you'd, what about, you'd have to get into like, do I want to start Zeke or Tony Pollard or Akers? Um, yeah, and then I'd, yeah I'd, it's like same game. Who would you rather start out of yeah, these three? Yeah, out of those The answer guys. is hopefully no one. Okay, Akers or a James Conner this week? Oh, man. Right? Uh, I mean, like, that's what we're looking at with an Akers-Henderson split. I think, I, I think I'm going James Conner because he's got a better chance probably to score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. So, and to segue straight into that, um, so Eagles at Cardinals uh, – could be a fun one. It's going to be really interesting seeing because the Cardinals defense is really bad, so the Eagles are going to score. The Eagles defense is really good, but the Cardinals have been playing from behind all year and at least putting up points late to make games close. So, yeah, yeah. you start Jalen Hurts, you start A.J. Brown, you start Dallas Goddard. I think this is another 
area for Devontae Smith to have a big game. He kind of came back to earth last week after the big week two weeks ago. Um, yep. Miles Sanders, this is his backfield, and if they're leading, he is going to eat like he did this past week with like 27 carries. Um, you, you start everybody in Philadelphia outside of like Quez Watkins. Yeah, you start all the main, you start the big four, uh, or big five. I mean, throw Goddard in there too. Yep, for sure. Um, it, it could, I could certainly see Sanders getting off to an early start as the Eagles start off hot. And like you said, the Cardinals then have to come back and then he kind of slows down. Um, so look for maybe a first half mile Sanders rushing touchdown, something like that. And then the Cardinals start to bring it back and the, and the Eagles might have to throw again. So this game could be up and down as far as where the fantasy points necessarily come from through the quarter. So don't, don't tilt too early. Don't tilt late. Anything could happen in this game. I mean, these quarterbacks are both unreal at the game. So anything can happen at any moment. Uh, Marquise Brown did find himself in the injury report, which is always a little bit concerning when somebody does that. But I think he is trending towards playing. Uh, he had a foot injury and he was just limited yesterday. So again, keep your eye out for today's report and see how that progressive. Uh, if he's limited again and doesn't get downgraded, or if he's obviously a full participant, then I don't think I'd be too worried about him missing the game, uh, especially because they are certainly going to need him. Um, even if he misses, I don't think I'm playing a guy like AJ Green. Uh, Rondo Moore is back, but I don't know how much I want to play him just yet. And then you can't really start Greg Dortch anymore with Rondo Moore back. But it, it, the team is, if, to me, it feels like they're just a little bit all over the place. I mean, half their wide receiver core is on the injury report. So uh, who knows what's going on over there? Yeah, and I talked about it on our week four recap of with how bad this offense has looked, I am thrilled that Kyler Murray is like a top eight quarterback right now with what I was talking about in the preseason and having right. him so high. Yeah. yeah. You know, I think outside the injury, like Marquise Brown is going to have a Darius Slay problem this week as well. So if this offense is going to perform, like you've got to see Zach Ertz, you've got to see Rondell Moore, some of these other guys step up. And then right. honestly, we have seen a split in the backfield with, you know, James Conner being in there, uh, Daryl Williams being in the backfield, Eno Benjamin, like all three of those guys are splitting uh, touches since Connor has had his injury. Maybe he is starting to get back right, and more of that is going to go to James Connor. but still a guy I'm, I'm not confident I'm going to be starting and starting a lot of against a really good Eagles defense. Yeah, it's going to be – anything past Marquise Brown is going to be tough to, to play. They've got good corners. Um, it's good secondary, and they might be playing from behind. But I don't think I'm going to want to bank on late game points for these guys. So I, I don't think I'm starting anybody past Brown. Um, and I'm trying not to start James Conner, but probably going to have to based on where he was picked this year. Again, one of those things. But try and try and get him on the bench as well. They're going to be throwing a lot. Yeah, so what's more likely to happen in this game? Is it a close game because the Cardinals try to come back like usual, or is this going to be like week one for the Cardinals where they get blown out by the Chiefs and then we see Trace McSorley in in the fourth quarter? Which is which is more Jeez. likely to happen in your mind? Because I'm, I'm concerned it's the second scenario. Um, I think it's the second scenario for me. Uh, that's, my, that's my concern. Especially because I, I mean, talking just from more of a football football standpoint here, the Eagles are looking at what happened last week and they had to come back against the Jaguars. They're certainly going to come out ready this game. So I could see them flipping the script and coming out to like a 14-0 lead early and then cruising from there. So it, it, this could be an early one that gets out of control fast. So we, we shall see. 
Yeah, so these last three games hopefully making up for what we just witnessed on Thursday night, but this Eagles-Cardinals game we just talked about, and then the next two, so Sunday night and Monday night football, Bengals at the Ravens on Sunday mm. night. Uh, Rashad Bateman most likely out. Um, so I've got a, another fun game for you before we get into this one. Allen Robinson or Devin Duvernay this week? De- uh, Devin Duvernay. Allen Robinson or Tyler Boyd this week in this game? If... Higgins doesn't get a full participant today. I might go Boyd. I'd probably go Boyd. Okay. I've got two more, and those are from the game that follows. Allen Robinson, okay. Hunter Renfro. If healthy, of course. If he misses the game, we're out. But Yeah, Ren- Renfro is a full participant yep. to, uh, yesterday. I think because of the game script that could happen, I, I'm more confident in Renfro finding the end zone or just getting you know, five for 50. I'd probably go Renfro. Okay, now the fun one. Rank the three Chiefs wide receivers with Allen Robinson. Gosh, so Juju, Mecole, MVS, Allen Robinson. Rank them one to four who you're starting. I think it's Juju, MVS, Robinson, Hardman. <laughs> okay, good. I, I mean, think I'd be more confident starting Robinson than Hardman, but I, yeah, still. Yeah, I think that's where all these guys kind of fall. So circling back to Bengals at Ravens, you know, you're starting Lamar in every single scenario possible. Um, Mark Andrews with Rashad Bateman out is obviously just absolute wheels up to just continue what he's been doing. Um, Honestly, I think we talked about in the recap show, you know, I think this helps J.K. Dobbins. He had four targets, four receptions out of the backfield last week. Um, And with Bateman not being there, this is an opportunity for him to maybe get some looks out of the backfield. Um, But I think Dobbins, Andrews, Lamar are the definite starts. Um, if you need a deep flex and you just want to aim for sub- upside, Devin Duvernay is somebody that you can plug in that we've seen score, you know, what, three touchdowns in four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so why not take a shot with Bateman out? Yeah, I think it could, it's going to have to be a, an unreal Lamar Jackson game for them to win this game just with Bateman out. And it's the, this Bengals team's been playing really well. Um, I think they're they're going to have a bounce back as well. I feel like I mean, Jamar Chase didn't have a great week last week. Their whole team really didn't. Uh, Bengals, I think, are going to come out firing. I mean, it's Sunday night football. It's prime time. This is going to be a great a great game. All the players on both of these teams are just. I mean, they're they're pro- like you look at them and they're prime time players. Like these guys make big plays when they're under the lights, and this is certainly going to be one of those one of those games. I mean, they say bet the under on, on division rivalry games, but this is certainly not one that I think anybody should be doing. This could, this could easily be, and probably will be a shootout. I mean, neither of these quarterbacks are going to let their team fall and get out of it early or anything along those lines. So really any of the top three, four options from both teams are probably going to see a lot of looks and probably a lot of fantasy points to follow. So I'm pretty much starting Dobbins. I'm starting Andrews and I'm starting Jackson. And I would not, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd look to get Duvernay in more lineups. He could be a good DFS play, which we, we're probably going to talk about at a different time. But Duvernay could easily be a good, uh, cheap DFS option this week. I'm sure he might be for for just about everybody. But at the same time, it's, it's still a good option. So I, I'm confident in what he could do this week. Yeah, I, I wish this game was on the main slate because I would be like quadruple stacking yeah. this this matchup because oh. it's going to be pretty consolidated. Um, yeah, I, I do think with Chase and Higgins, you've got to start them. Um, you know, with how much people have talked about uh, Joe Mixon being disappointing, like I, I mean, 
maybe my expectations for him, and I think this offense, honestly, I was a little bit lower on. They were still going to be top half, of course, but I just didn't anticipate them continuing this season what they did in the playoffs last year, which was an incredible run. Um, so I think I'm still starting Mixon um, unless I just happen to have some other studs at running back. Like I've got Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb in the off chance your league lets you do that. Um, and then, you know, Tyler Boyd is kind of the question mark in the offense of he did have one game where he had a 60 some yard touchdown reception. And at that point, you're really happy you had him. But I don't know if you can count on the consistency here. I think you just have to hope this game shoots out and everybody is scoring to start Tyler Boyd. Yeah, something that's going to help is the Baltimore Ravens wider, uh, secondary has been the worst against wide receivers this year for fantasy points. They're giving up almost 20 more points than average, which they're giving up 50 a game to opposing wide receivers fantasy points wise. Jamar Chase could get that himself this week. So there could be a lot of fantasy points given up to wide receiver uh, Bengals wide receivers this week. So either you're starting Higgins with Higgins and Chase with confidence if Higgins practices fully today, or you're starting Chase in and even Boyd with confidence. So, and I think if Higgins misses, you could start Hayden Hurst. If Higgins fully misses the game, I think Hayden Hurst would be a good play this week. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I said it early in the season when a number one or number two wide receiver start, don't lean on the third wide receiver. Go to the tight end, especially in DFS. Yeah. And then uh, you've probably heard from the shows that Chris and I talked about. I didn't flip to Hawkinson last week in the Detroit game, which was just stupid in DFS because I've been saying Keenan Allen misses, flip to Gerald Everett, T. Higgins misses, flip to Hayden Hurst. And of course, every single wide receiver in Detroit misses and i don't flip to tj hawkinson so i'd agree yeah if higgins sits like i'm not going to expect boyd to have you know 20 fantasy points i think hurst would get more looks in that scenario as well um yeah boyd boyd's role will stay the same he just might see an extra look or two in the end zone in that and he could catch it and that could be the difference but he's not one of those players or in a position to be one of those players where his role is going to necessarily he's not going to take the t higgins role it's going to stay tyler boyd correct correct yeah. Um, so looking at Monday night, uh, so another good one as far as points are concerned, I think. So Raiders at Chiefs, um, I think you've you've got to play Carr, especially in Superflex. Uh, single QB could be a question depending on who you have, but Carr, Waller, uh, yeah. Devontae Adams, no-brainer. Josh Jacobs, yes, he just has kind of monopolized this backfield. Um, you know, Waller's maybe the one of those that, I mean, he's disappointed this year, but with the talent, I mean, I— you know, who else are you going to start? I mean, if you want to get really bold and start a Hayden Hurst or a Tyler Conklin over Waller, go for it. But I, I just, I don't know if I can do that yet. I'm not giving up on Waller at this point. Yeah, you can't. You've got to start him. Um, I, I can't see myself benching for benching Waller for anybody that's ranked below him. Uh, it's easy to say, but I mean, sometimes people can get away with, oh, you know, so-and-so might have a good week this week. Let me let me try and get cute and bench Waller. You, you can't, really, especially in a game like this. Uh, if Waller comes in fully healthy into this game, you're starting him. I mean, you're starting Adams, obviously, and I think you're starting Josh Jacobs. He's proven himself to be a guy that's looked great this year so far, even though everybody kind of got down, in him, down on him early in the season. Uh, and then, like we mentioned a little bit earlier, Renfro's a guy that uh, is going to be a spot start. You're looking to you're looking to play him if you've got injuries, if there's nobody else on waiver wires, you've got him on your bench, you pretty much are just putting him in your flex spot in a in a deeper league uh, as far as the Raider side go. Yeah, and then on the I, – I agree with Renfro. Like, I'd be careful first game back, but 
Yeah. Um, you know, I, if, if you need to start in to. third wide receiver or flex, like I, I don't blame you because he has just that role carved out. Um, and then on the flip side, like Mahomes, Kelsey, no brainers. Um, I, I think CEH is getting to that point. Like I, I understand looking at the underlying metrics and the usage and how that backfield has really been split up 50, 50. It just happens to be that CEH is scoring, but at a certain point, we just uh, you kind of just have to understand that if it's not Kelsey in the red zone, it's going to be CEH that they trust, whether it's right. running the ball or receiving out of the backfield. And regardless of if those are his only three valuable looks, if he's getting all three of the valuable looks and scoring on all of them, I, you, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, like you just you have to roll with it at this point, whether you like the talent, don't like the talent, or think that somebody else is going to take over this backfield. I don't see it happening this year with Pacheco or McKinnon um, with the way they're playing right now. And this offense is playing well, so I don't think they're going to change anything. You just, you've got to ride out CEH because you're not going to get the value back in a trade at this point. Yeah, it's, you can't trade them. You can't really do much with them. You just got to start them, I feel like. I'm starting, you know, if we're looking, let's just say you're looking at a single flex spot, I'm starting CEH over every other guy on that offense that not named Kelsey at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. With confidence. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of those guys, I mean, you kind of rank the wide receivers um, going Juju, MVS, Mecole, but we're yet to see a big game out of any of them, which somewhat surprises me, right? That we just haven't seen a blow up game from any of these guys that, you know, people will overreact and say like, hey, they're the alpha in the wide receiver core, but with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, I figured we'd have somebody that would go for 150 and a touchdown at some point, and we just have not seen it yet. No. Yeah. CEH and Kelsey are taking all of it, surprisingly. Yeah, yeah. So you ride those three. I'm, I'm still sticking with Juju in our league. I mean, just he's on a good offense. I want players on good offenses. And, you know, my redraft team, I built like a best ball team somewhat. But, you know, I've had a Diggs 40-point week. We've had Swift getting into the high 20s like at – you just have to roll with some of these guys and hope that they have big weeks um, when you need it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, every every week it's funny. I I always think back to uh, that league, the dynasty league we're in, where you traded Ceh for Pacheco and someone else or something like that. Every week I'm just like, I wonder how Graham's doing after that trade. I wonder how he's doing. Was well, so it, no, it was. Uh, it's still a good trade though. It was Ceh, but with that it was Pacheco and Curtis Samuel, and yeah. somebody was like, oh he's all over the Pacheco hype. And I was like, I was like, yeah. no, no, no. Like this is about Curtis. This is about Curtis Samuel right now yeah. that like I, what Curtis Samuel is doing in Washington with carries out of the backfield and being the leader in targets, if not second, every single game um, mm-hmm. is more appealing to me and probably more sustainable long-term because we've seen him do it before in Carolina where he has done things like that and just helped an offense run I think that's more sustainable not only this year but into the future. And I still don't see CEH, and this is a dynasty league we're talking about, so everybody bear with me on this. Um, I don't see CEH being the guy moving forward in Kansas City as much as I am saying you have to ride with him this year in redraft. Um, Dynasty is a different story. I'd be trying to cash out what you can right now. Um, And I do think Pacheco is the better pure running back in that backfield. And that can be really valuable when he's not a rookie and Mahomes and this coaching staff trust to give him the ball in the red zone. Um, so that for me was really what was behind it. It wasn't like CEH for Pacheco because I thought he was taking over. 
I wanted the Curtis Samuel mm-hmm. role. Um, I mean, it's the Debo Samuel light, right? Like he's getting targets. He's getting rushing gadget plays out of the backfield. Um, like that's what I wanted a piece of, even in the Washington offense. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Samuels looked pretty good. Should be playing this week too. So it, it uh, should be a good week for him. Been a good year for him so far. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis Samuel or Allen Robinson? Curtis Samuel. Love it. <laughs> Not answer is always not Allen Robinson. Uh, what what quarterbacks? What other quarterbacks can we look at here? Uh, give me another Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi or Cooper Rush? <clears throat> oh gosh. Oh jeez. Uh, probably Cooper oh, Rush to be honest. Line. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, I mean stop. Daniel Jones, Bailey Zappi. Oh, London no. game, kind of injured. Wait. Uh, so Giants are playing. That's the Packers. That's a slow game. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Zappi Giant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we had the injury, the ankle, Here's, the ankle okay. for Daniel Jones. I don't think he's going to get forty or fifty rushing yards like you could come sometimes say. Hey, he could get that. I don't think it's happening this week. Um, I, I, all right, I'm I'm going to do it. DFS show, like, no, no, no. DFS show tomorrow. Yeah, I am going oh, to boy. fire up a Bailey Zappi lineup for everybody, yeah. and I'm going to roll with it. Oh, I, I will double stack Bailey Zappi with Ramondre Stevenson and Nelson Aguilar or Devontae Parker. And and we're gonna go win money that way. I mean, you're gonna be saving a lot of money, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like, why not then Here's... pay up for the top guys? Yeah. All right, I got one more for you. You ready for this? I'm ready. Bailey Zappi or Justin Fields. I don't know, because that's one where Fields Justin Fields. Justin Fields, fifteen points, nine points, six points, eleven points, plays at Minnesota this week. Oh man, there's just the rushing for him that could be there. That like Daniel Jones hasn't been there the first four games, basically. All right, what was his max points? It was like 15, 16? 15.8. And the others are like 11 and six. Bailey Zappy. Yeah, guys, I was going to say. Guys, I'm, have to. Might as well. That's one of those. Look, sure, why look, not? Look, if the Patriots were playing literally any other team in the NFL except for the Detroit Lions, who just let Geno yeah. Smith's offense score 48 points on them, I wouldn't be on this. Right. But we saw Mike White last year was literally QB1 for a week with over 400 passing yards. I'm not saying Bailey Zappi's going to throw for 400, but if there was ever a player who threw for 6,000 yards in college, and a game against another team that it could happen, like this is this is the one. If you want one this week that you want to get weird in DFS and potentially win money, this is this is it. Do we want to get weird right now and do a Bailey Zappi lineup? Yes. Because I've got it loaded up right now. All right. Let me uh are you are you Bailey Zappi, DraftKings, fifty one hundred dollars. That's his price this week. Well, that's tee that pretty much tee that up all day long. That is he costs as much as as Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph, who are not playing football this week. <laughs> so, but he and Baker Mayfield, which and Davis Mills, which is kind of sad. Fire it up, fire up Bailey Zappi there, right. and it's not close. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna start peppering some guys in here. Uh, let's see well, who are some guys we well, talked about. You're gonna have to stack him in that game, right? So I, you have to. I think I got to go Aguilar, right? Well, and this You'd something to. to monitor is Jacoby Myers, right? Like if he plays, I'm plugging in Myers as the guy. Um, but yeah, is it Aguilar is four thousand? No, no, man. Devonte Parker has back to back games with a touchdown. It, and... I, I think it's I think it's Aguilar for me. Aguilar is four thousand. Myers is forty eight hundred with an injury. Dex- Where, what's Devonte Parker at? Parker is forty seven. So Aguilar is the cheapest option. Uh, okay, let's go. Let's go Aguilar. We'll anticipate that Parker does not have three straight games with a touchdown catch. And this is where I'm spending up. 
I think I'm going to I'm going to back it up with a, I think this is going to be a Derrick Henry two touchdown game. I'm putting Henry in the lineup. So that's where I'm going to spend some of the money I save. So we got Henry in there. Right. Well, um, I want some correlation then with Henry at that point in that game. So who's on the other side that we could go with? It's got to be I mean it'd have to be McLaurin, right? And McLaurin or Sanders. I mean Samuel. Could be Samuel. Could be Samuel. He is every game he has had more targets than Terry McLaurin, and he's also getting some rushing work, even though I mean again, that's like Brian Robinson comes back. You're gonna have Samuel, Gibson, Robinson, McKissick, and um Jonathan Williams running the ball. Um but I think this is a Terry McLaurin get right game, right? Like he just has yeah. not produced. I think again, I'm gonna go back to regression statistically speaking. He's he's gotta have a game with dot with Dotson out. Yeah. I am quietly crafting a lineup over here. As long as it includes, if you're going to have Henry in there, we've got to we got to run it back with a Terry McLaurin because we're saving the money. That's fine, and he's probably cheaper than he really ever has been in the past couple of years. Sure. What's the other What's the other shootout game on the main slate? I mean, potentially Eagles at Cardinals. You got to put Eagles in there in the passing game. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. If you're not going to put a somebody in the passing game, then I think you go Miles Sanders in the backfield for Philly. I, I think you want to get a piece of that offense against a really bad Cardinals defense. I'm going a little bit of a different direction. Okay, what other game would you target on this main? I've got I've got one more player to add in who I'm kind of perusing right now, so give me one second. Is it Chris Olave against the Seahawks? It sure isn't. I'm trying to see who else I would All right. <clears throat> okay, think I got it. All right, I want to hear think it because I've, I've Zappy and Aguilar. Yeah, that's who I'm going with. Yeah. I go Derrick Henry. Okay, I'm going to keep building up suspense. I took the Dolphins' defense against the Jets' divisional game. I think, I think they could play real well on the defensive side of the ball. My other option, I was going to go Vikings versus the Bears. Okay, but I'm not sure. Um, you can honestly probably go. I mean, you wouldn't really want to in our situation. You could go Titans-Washington just as a general sense if they're if we think they're going to run the ball out you know, just because they won't score points. I'm sure they might get some sacks, something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind Vikings-Bears. I'm, I'm a little concerned that there yeah. is actual talent on the Jets' offense. Yeah, that's the only thing. So I might try and switch it up and get the Vikings in there, but for now I wouldn't be able to. Go back up to the top. Second running back, James Robinson. Oh, don't don't do it! Don't do it! No, yeah. we yeah. Oh, yeah. We want yeah. Um, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. You're you're going to. I think they could. I think they could run it. You're you're going to take James Robinson over Miles Sanders against the Cardinals defense. Is that what you're telling me? Is that just a price sure. thing? Like you? That's sure. Why make not? The lineup work. Sure. Let's see. Miles Sanders is two hundred dollars more. Let's see what I can do with Miles Sanders in there. Uh, let's go, I'll do that. And then see the defense is rough though. That's, that's the issue we're looking at here. Yeah. But correlation wise, um, there's not a lot of correlation with defenses and like their price compared to some of these other positions. So I think you can get lucky mm-hmm. on a cheap defense, even if we're not expecting it. Like even the Jaguars last week playing against the Eagles, uh, as far as fantasy points go, like they did fine, even though they gave up what, 28, 29 points because they had their touchdown. Yeah. Ooh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I want to go Goddard, but I think I slipped Devontae Smith in there, so I don't know if I want two of them. 
I mean, if you think they're going to just absolutely lay it on. Almost. All right. All right. I switched it up. I switched it up. Here's the lineup. $200 left. We're going Miles Sanders. Love it. Okay. Curtis Samuel's in there. Okay. I like that. I got a, I got another guy who I think could have a uh, a two-touchdown game easily. Mike Evans against Atlanta. Okay. Yep. Tight tight end. I got I got uh, Conklin in there. Mm, inexpensive. And then I go, yep. And then I go Devontae Smith, like I said. And then I was able to switch it to the Vikings defense, especially since I'd be playing Conklin. Okay. So that's the that's the lineup. Just 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 whipping one up real quick. All right. So I am looking at I'm running with Zappy, of course. Give you a rundown of the lineup. I'm trying to piece it together here as you do too, but a little distracted. Yeah, that is in the Millie Maker, by the way. Yeah, I need a third wide receiver here. Name your wide receivers again. I'm going Aguilar, Curtis Samuel, Mike Evans, Devontae Smith, technically in the flex. Mm, that's right. Though. So really, Aguilar needs a touchdown for this to work. Yes. And Zappy needs two. Curtis Samuel needs one. Everybody else, I'm pretty confident. I like the Mike Evans play. Oh, never mind. I mentioned him. I don't know why I was questioning this. So right now, I'm going Zappy stacked with Nelson Aguilar. Um, I'm actually going to okay. double stack that offense with Ramondre Stevenson as well. Ooh, um, you saw what geez. Rashad Penny did. I mean, last week, the winning Millie Maker team had Geno Smith, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They also had Rashad Penny, and then they had TJ Hawkinson yeah. and Josh Reynolds. Like, that game just... And, of course, I'm not expecting 90 points in this game. Um, Miles yeah. Sanders is my other running back. I also have Dallas Goddard on this roster because Goddard is mm-hmm. due for yeah. a huge game. Uh, yep. Brown had his. I think Smith had his. Uh, I did plug in Terry McLaurin against Tennessee. I've got Chris Olave in uh, against mm-hmm. the Seattle defense, who, again, just let Hawkinson and Josh Reynolds run wild. Um, and in the flex spot... I am going to see. I can go Derrick Henry in my flex and still oh. and still be able to afford any defense that I want. So Gotta we're looking Zappy, Miles Sanders, Ramondre Stevenson, Nelson Aguilar, Terry McLaurin, Chris Olave, go Nick Chubb, Dallas Goddard, Derrick Henry. Where who should I go Chubb over? Derrick Henry. Over Henry, you think? I'm just saying if if you want to. Yeah. Could go either way. Henry Chubb is 200 less. Yeah, but so. I can afford any defense. And I like Henry with right. tied to Terry McLaurin in that game. Like, if I'm going to play that yeah. one, have those guys correlated. And then again, I could play the freaking Bills defense against the Steelers or the Bucks against Atlanta with no Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah. So I've got my pick. But I mean, look, Haley's happy, guys. If he throws for 400 yards and you win the Millie Maker, I expect a split. Yeah, have a good day. <laughs> All right. Anything yeah. we want to leave the people with other than tee up Bailey Zappi in all Superflex and DFS lineups? No, I think that's as good as it's going to get. Good. I love it. I'm, I'm, is Bailey Zappi on the wire in our league? I'm starting him over Jared Goff. I'm, I'm going to go find him. I'm picking up Bailey, Bailey Zappi right now. I got it. All right. We got to make moves. Ladies, gentlemen, thank late. you for your time. At QC underscore fantasy on Twitter and Instagram. Taylor, it's been real. Have a good weekend. See you guys. Bailey Zappi was a free agent in our league. I totally would have picked him up right this second. Started him over Kirk Cousins. He's a free agent.
He's free agent, but you got you got you got a bid on him though. Oh man, dang! So is Justin Bailey Zappi projected seventeen points. Justin Fields projected thirteen. I'm, Love yeah, that. It's it's happening, man. I'm I'm going to get him. I don't I don't care. I'm spending the rest of my fab on Bailey Zappi. Oh wow. Oh geez. Who are you dropping though? That's a, that's I can't, I wouldn't drop. Why him can't they either. rule out Traylon Burks already? Because I'd move him to IR and I'd have an open spot. We'll just move all your move all your questionable players to yeah, IR. Yeah, that's fair. Commi- commissioner can do it. And change your lineup. Nobody else can. Yeah. I don't know why Elvis, I I've got three calling you players. out on national radio podcast broadcast. Everybody's hearing this. Everyone. Everyone in the country knows that you have questionable players in your IR and you're making trades and picking up Illegal. free agents. And he's the commissioner. commissioner. Unbelievable. Collusion. We're all out. Get him out League of here. He's disbanded. Yep. All right. It's been real. I'll uh, get this thing live whenever.